Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited. Today I'm chatting with Dr. Mallory Fox about mindful movement to live better. And I'm really excited to explore this topic of mindful movement and what that means and how we can incorporate that into our daily life. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to empowering you to live your best life by taking accountability for your own personal wellness. Women in particular have a tendency to take care of everyone else around them first while putting their own self-care and wellness on the back burner. This podcast is designed to give you actionable advice and tools to help you power up your own wellness journey and live the best life possible. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of The Brain Health Magazine and author of several books. Additionally, I am passionate about yoga, photography, wellness, and all things glittery. You can find more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Dr. Mallory Fox, and Mallory is a native to Phoenix and business owner of Foxy Fit, where she helps busy people make time for self-care through mindful movement. As a former competitive swimmer, Mallory put herself through grad school working as a personal trainer. She started her business, Foxy Fitness, in 2013 and enjoyed the busy life of an entrepreneur until a car accident in 2018 left her with a traumatic brain injury and vision loss. After a, life t- a lifetime of hustle of no pain, no gain attitude, Mallory found that recovering from her injuries required a total mind shift set mindset shift, sorry, and she put her energy into learning how to rest, connect to her body, and use stress to her advantage. Now Mallory helps other people who have experienced life-changing events use mindful movement to transform their mindsets. So welcome, Mallory. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so good to get to chat with you and, um, and get to know your audience a little better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really thrilled to be talking about mindful movement um, and mindfulness and and the the whole mindset shift, I think, is so powerful. And, you know, we're both in the TBI world. You know, we both had traumatic brain injuries and have come out the other side. And, you know, we see people stuck in a mindset of this sucks, I'll never get better, I hate this, I hate life, I hate people. <laughs> and you it keeps you stuck. You just you can't move forward if you're stuck in that mindset. So I'm really excited to explore this topic with you today. So maybe let's just start with like defining what is mindful movement? What does that mean to you, Mallory? So to me, mindful movement is, well, let me set a stage. The way that I used to exercise <laughs> was, you know, I'd put in my headphones, I would turn on music. Um, when I was in school, I would put a tread, like I would put um, a textbook on the treadmill. Yep. So I'd have music, I'd be reading something, you know, my mind would be thinking about what's next. I was, you know, multitasking anytime I moved my body because, you know, r- walking on a treadmill was a way to burn calories. It was a way to get, you know, some movement. You know, I would do anything to make it as mindless as possible. So if anyone has ever done that, you know, tried to tune out what the body is saying during a workout, 
That's what I used to do. And that's what I'm used to people doing. I've been in the health and fitness industry for, you know, 16 years. And as humans, we do everything we can to not pay attention to the signals that our bodies are giving us. The way that showed up in my regular life is, you know, I would get very little sleep because I owned my own business and I was in school. And so I'd wake up and I'd down a ton of coffee, you know, and then when I would start to get tired later in the day, instead of taking a little break, I would have more coffee. (laughs) Um, You know, I would sometimes like throw up. I can relate to that, the old me. Yeah. I mean, I think we all can, right? I think everyone, especially women, has a way of coping through a busy life. In your intro, you mentioned as women, we tend to put other people first. And that's what I was doing. And I was using all of these tools, you know, to survive my life, but also to not notice the feedback my body was giving me. And so for me, what mindful movement is, is the opposite of that. You know, it means that when I'm taking time to move my body in a way that feels good, I'm also giving my body the care and the attention that it needs. So, you know, when I'm maybe taking a walk, I take the time to notice what's happening around me. Um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I've had this happen in the past where, you know, I might start a hike and then I'm so focused on the destination that I you know, at the end of the hike, I don't remember what I saw along the way. And, you know, so that's a very mindless way to exercise and move. And so with mindful movement, um, you know, one tip I like to give people is just use your five senses. You know, you might be on the elliptical and listening to some great music and that's awesome. And take a moment to just notice how your body feels. What sensations do you feel in your body? Um, You know, Again, as a former competitive swimmer, part of my mindset before was to not acknowledge pain or fatigue, you know, just to push Mm -hmm. through it. And with mindful movement, I try to notice, okay, yeah, I'm really feeling some sensations in my legs. And then I can ask, do I want to keep this pace up or do I want to maybe go, you know, back it off a bit? Or is this something where I want to push past? And it really kind of gives me the power back to Mm -hmm. decide, um, how I want to treat my body that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think for me with yoga, I'm, I'm always telling my students, you know, just observe how your body's feeling and, you know, maybe one side's tighter than the other, or maybe today you feel really stiff and, and you don't feel like, doing the full poses and that's okay. And, you know, I really try to bring that mindfulness to my students in their yoga practice. Um, And that's, that's like what yoga is all about too, right? Like the whole mindful observation of our bodies and our minds. So. Yes. And you teach such a lovely yoga class. So yeah. And, and that's really like the root of where, where I learned about mindfulness. And when I started practicing mindfulness, I was really bad at it. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, I think we all are when we start. <laughs> you go from doing everything you can to not pay attention to what's happening at that yep. exact moment. Cause that's what mindfulness is. It's noticing life as it unfolds. Um, and so when I suddenly was in a yoga class 
and you know, the teacher was like, clear your mind and do all of this stuff. I was like, I can't do that. I can tell my mind to stop thinking, but it, so it isn't doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and so many other people deal with that too. And, and a lot of people get, you know, burned out on mindfulness because, you know, we think it has to look a certain way or feel a certain way or be a certain way. And so what I encourage people um, is to, to really just focus on like the, um, the non-judgment aspect of mindfulness. Yes. Let's talk about that a little more. (laughs) I tell my students all the time, like, you know, notice the sensation or a thought that comes in your mind and just release it without judgment. And I try to elaborate on that. Like, when we judge something, we give it power. Yeah. So if we if we just observe it, it's not good nor bad. It just is and let it go. And and I know that's a hard concept for some people to grasp. But once yeah. you start grasp, I mean, we're always going to have moments where we go back to our old way of thinking. It's just nature. Um, but if we can like notice that we're doing that and then be like, oh, nope, nope, I'm not judging this, you know, Um so elaborate on that a little more, Mallory, what, what, what you mean by judgment. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you brought up such a great example and it's, it's kind of just human nature when we're moving our bodies to when we start to notice what's happening with the body to suddenly judge it. Like my right side is tighter than my left and we automatically decide that that's bad. Yes. And um, what I've seen as a movement specialist is that, you know, we react as people, you know, someone that will come to me and they'll say, well, I can do the splits on my right side, but I can't do the splits on my left side. And there must be something wrong with me. You know, I want to be able to do them on both sides. And so someone might, you know, react to the fact that their body isn't performing the same way on both sides. And then, you know, they might try to stretch one side harder or they might, um, you know, push. And sometimes, in fact, often that can lead to injury. Right. So when we're making these judgments about our body and then reacting to that judgment, um, it can often lead, you know, and I'll have people come to me and say that, you know, they're doing everything that they can do and they're getting overwhelmed. They're getting frustrated because, you know, their body isn't responding as quickly as they want it to. And so then people will often get discouraged and quit or they'll push too hard and get hurt. Um, And it's a really fascinating thing for me to look at because I went through that myself in my recovery from traumatic brain injury where, you know, I knew what I needed to do. I was going through um, countless types of therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, all of these different, working with so many different professionals and I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be as quickly as I wanted to be there. And that was really the first time in my life where I realized um, this isn't working and I needed, um, I needed a mindset shift. And that's when I started to really practice mindfulness every day. I started with just a moment at a time because I don't know about you, but in the beginning, it was impossible for me to do you know, even five minutes of a meditation. Um, I just, I was so frustrated with myself. I was so, 
um, disappointed in myself for not being able to do it right. Um, that, you know, sometimes mindfulness made me feel more stressed out because I was noticing all of these things about my body or myself or my brain, and I couldn't do anything about them at the time. So, you know, I wanted to share that in case anyone else has ever been through that, uh, with, with starting a mindfulness practice or, or trying to change, you know, a movement pattern or something, um, you know, that, that getting to that point of being able to, to practice less judgment, you know, has taken me a really long time. And it's something that I still work on every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think anyone who has been more of a competitive, whatever it is that they've played or done, um, that was not me. (laughs) Um, But anyone who has that competitiveness in them, or like perfectionism in them, it can be a little trickier to let go. And, and like you said, it, it, you feel like you're not doing it correctly, even though there's no right or right, right or wrong way to do it. Um, but yeah. you get down on yourself. And like you said, you were stressing yourself out and giving yourself anxiety. And that's not what we want. That's the opposite of what we want. Um, so yeah, just kind of surrendering to it. And, you know, I know myself, I took a mindfulness certification course uh, last year, year before. Um, and I just wanted to to go deeper into it and explore it and learn more about it. And it really can be powerful. And I've shared different mindfulness techniques um, with my students. And I'm like, you know, take what works for you. Um, you know, sometimes it's just like if you're on a crowded subway, And you're starting to get a little anxious because you're so close to so many people and just take a moment and just get in the present and just look around. Okay, what do I see? Okay, I see an advertisement for Menards up above. I see a woman in a yellow jacket. I see a man with headphones on and, and and like Mm -hmm. just bringing yourself into that present um, and, you know, not, it, it helps you forget you're in this crowded subway car, right? Um, and so there's just, there's so many ways to do it and nothing's right or wrong. And just like with meditation, if your mind starts wandering, when you realize that, oh, okay, I've wandered and coming back, it's, it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, um, it's so simple, right? Like <laughs> simple. I used yeah. to think that. <laughs> that mindfulness was more elaborate, that I Mm -hmm. needed to go to a destination, you know, preferably a beach (laughs) that I needed to, you know, find the perfect setup for my body to be able to be still, you know, that I needed to have like a calm mind and all of this stuff. You know, I thought it was a lot more complicated than it really is. And um, you brought up such great examples of what mindfulness you know, can be and how accessible that is. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have the opportunity to just take a second to really see what we see in front of us. Yeah. You know, our brains process so many images every single day. And, um, you know, I've definitely been in an experience like what you described, you know, on a subway where maybe I didn't even notice the person who was sitting next to me. 
because I was caught up in, you know, my mind (laughs) or caught up in, you know, my to-do list or my phone. And I didn't even happen to notice the person who sat next to me. And so just using, you know, that technique that you described of noticing, I see a lady in a yellow dress, you know, that Mm -hmm. can be, you know, such a quick an easy and accessible tool to drop back into the present moment. Yeah. And, you know, I, so many people suffer from anxiety and overwhelm. And, you know, I know even when I'm speaking, when I do public speaking, um, I get a little nervous before and I'll just take a moment, like, you know, 15 minutes before I go on stage and I'll go find a quiet room, maybe even the bathroom and just take a moment, do some breathing, center myself and just, you know, come into a mindfulness. Um, And even um, like going outside and going on a little walk, just getting in nature, even if you're in the middle of a metropolis, right? You're still in nature. There's still sun shining and hopefully some trees. Um, but it, it just can so quickly change how you're feeling, um, mm-hmm. relieving some anxiety or shifting the mindset. Like maybe you're having a crummy day and literally just going out for a five minute walk can bring you back. Um, yeah. and it, it's so powerful. It's so important. And, you know, that's, that's one way that I like to use mindful movement. And you know, one reason why I, I teach practicing mindful movement for people because, you know, a lot of the people that I work with are people who are doers. They're used to having a to-do list a mile long, you know, while a restorative yoga class or meditation, you know, can be such a lovely treat. Like that's not accessible for a lot of people. And so, you know, another way to help, you know, with anxiety or stress, you know, in a, let's say you're about to go on stage and, and speak is just taking a little bit of movement that might be, you know, walking if, if it's not accessible to go outside, you know, that might just be walking up and down a few steps and noticing how the body moves, um, taking the attention out of the, the activity of the mind and bringing it back into the body. Um, it could be, you know, you might see, I know that I do this. I fidget when I'm nervous. Yeah. And so it might be, you know, fidgeting is kind of a mindless activity. So one thing that I do if I can't physically go somewhere is I'll just breathe in and I'll make a fist and squeeze and then I'll exhale and let my hands and palms release. And um, that can be something that might help someone get some nervous energy out, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, taking like a good morning stretch where you breathe in and reach the arms up. And think of getting really tall and then exhale and bring the arms down and try to keep the length in the spine. Those are all um, great ways to, to help work through some of that nervous energy um, when it's you know, not possible to go outside or, or be in nature. Being in nature is one of my favorite ways. Mm-hmm. What are some easy, accessible tips you have um, 
for someone who might be driving, I know driving can be really stressful, especially like if you're in rush hour or you're somewhere where you're unfamiliar um, and you can't, you know, take your eyes off the road, right? Um, yes. <laughs> so what are some easy tips you might have for somebody that's driving? Great question. Uh, first and foremost, just safety first. Yeah. So yeah, keep the eyes on the road, you know, stay like present to what's happening. Uh, but my favorite thing to do is just focus on the breath. So, you know, that doesn't require anything other than what you're already doing. You're already breathing. <laughs> so, you know, any way of focusing on the breath, maybe notice where your breath is in the body. Like, is your breath kind of shallow? Is the breath more extended? You know, when I'm driving and stressed out, sometimes I stop breathing. You know, I might mm, hold my breath. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. So a little check-in that I'll do is like, where is my breath right now? And sometimes that reminds me, oh yeah, I should start breathing. Um, you know, another thing someone could do is just count the breath. One thing that I personally love to do when I'm at a stoplight is to um, just take a little moment to sit up a little bit taller, you know, at a stoplight and I've got my foot on the brake. You know, I might do a couple shoulder shrugs because I tend to hold some tension yeah. in my upper body when I drive. Um, you know, it might be okay to, you know, gently turn the head side to side. You know, sometimes we start to lose range of motion in the neck, um, when we're driving. So doing a really gentle stretch at a stoplight can be very accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say that's my favorite thing is just focusing on my breath. Um, you can definitely use, like the visual cue, like that you talked about, just noticing what's around you. Yeah. Um, that's also a way to practice defensive driving. So <laughs> <laughs> get a, get a two for one, but just yeah. naming like, okay, you know, I see the white car in front of me and I see the, the green light up ahead, just kind of, yeah. you know, saying maybe out loud or just to yourself in your head, like what it is that you see, uh, what noises are you hearing right now? What sensations do you feel in the body? What sense, you know, um, sometimes when we'll take a road trip to California, we drive through, um, the cow farms. And mm -hmm. That's always, uh, I always notice where we are before I can even see cows and you can smell where you are. Um, and those are all ways to practice mindfulness, just noticing what's happening, um, as life unfolds. And what about going to sleep at night? What are some great, um, mindful movements that we can do to help us, uh, prepare for bed? Mm, I love that. Cause I struggle with sleep. Um, so I'm very familiar <laughs> with my go-tos. One of my favorite things is called legs up the wall. Mm -hmm. And it's just what it sounds like. Um, I like to do it lying in bed. So I will um, stack pillows up and I'll lie down on my back and I'll put my legs up on top of those pillows. Um, you could also just put your legs straight up on the wall. I find putting my legs up on pillows is really comforting. Mm -hmm. And then um, I just breathe. And what that does physiologically, it helps to decompress the lumbar spine. And it also helps um, the 
any fluid that's accumulated in the lower body to start to drain from the lower body. And, you know, it can be, you know, not just a nice, calming, relaxing pose, but it can actually help the body to physically recover as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I also like to do just a gentle twist while yes. I'm in bed. So I might, favorite. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I might lie on my back and just let my legs drop to one side, you know, in a bed, it's nice because you can support the body with pillows. Yeah. And then switch sides. Sometimes I'll start on my side and I'll take my top arm up to the ceiling and then let my body drop back to the the bed, keeping my knees tucked. So that's also a twist, just emphasizes a different part of the spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, just that connecting with the breath as you're lying there in bed and even counting your breath, like, you know, inhale, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, like literally counting that in your head is very relaxing and very mindful. And it helps shut out all those other thoughts. Cause I think that's, what keeps us from falling asleep is our minds don't turn off. We're just thinking, okay, I have to do this tomorrow. I have to make sure I get up at eight and I have to get the kids on the bus. And then I have to go to the grocery store and buy 20 things. Like, you know, our mind just starts going (laughs) and that is not conducive to falling asleep. So if we can slow it down with our breath. It's, it's so helpful. And I, I worked with a sleep specialist after my brain injury because, you know, everything got messed up. And um, one of the things that I try to still implement is keeping my phone away from my bed. Um, it's very hard for me. If anyone listening to this um, can relate to that, yeah. you're not alone. But that I found that that was one way that I was keeping myself up at night. You know, so I'd get tired of my my mind going, you know, through what I had to do. And so then I would pick up my phone and I would try to find something mindless to do. You know, whether that was yeah. like, you know, basically till I got so tired that I just kind of passed out. So um, if anyone else finds that urge to, you know, be like on the phone or watching TV, um, try to just put that aside and focus on the breath. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I used to do is I'd make a deal with myself. Okay, I'll breathe for 10 minutes. And if after 10 minutes, I still want to go and, you know, read all about, you know, the latest news that stresses me out and will keep me up longer, (laughs) 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 then I can, then I can go do that. But generally within, you know, five to 10 minutes, I'm either asleep or, you know, I feel more relaxed and I'm able to then continue to head towards that, that great sleep that we all need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think keeping the phone away from you across the room, I'm not saying necessarily take it out of the room um, because you do want to have it accessible if, you know, someone does need to reach you, Um, Mm -hmm. but putting it across the room or somewhere where you can't just roll over and grab it. um, And also just from like an energetic perspective too, of um, keeping that, especially if you're charging it, um, just keeping it away from you and away from your sleep, your sleep zone, um, can just be really good sleep hygiene. Um, you know, just in general. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so Mallory, you have a service. Um, you have a free mindful minute texting service to help people access one minute of mindfulness a day with the daily text to reduce stress and increase resilience. So tell us a little bit about this. Thank you. Yeah. So I started So I shared a little bit about my journey with mindfulness and how challenging it was for me to get started. And so I wanted to help people who were like me because I can relate to (laughs) how um, demoralizing it is to try to be mindful and, you know, get caught in that pattern of judging self and getting frustrated and, and stopping. And I've started and stopped mindfulness practice countless times in my life. So um, I know from research that mindfulness, even a minute of mindfulness can help shift the mindset, yeah. can help to reduce stress, um, you know, assist with those anxious thoughts or feelings. And so I wanted to um, create a tool that was accessible and um, affordable for everybody. And, um, you know, selfishly, it helps me stay on track because I'm subscribed to my text message list too. I love it. So even, you know, when I, um, I have a text scheduled every day for noon and um, when my phone goes off, it's like, oh yeah, okay, let me do this little exercise. So um, it's just a one minute mindfulness prompt. It's a little bit different every single day. And it's just designed, my intention with it is to support somebody who wants to become more mindful and um, needs a little bit of support with a daily reminder to just try something new. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, one goal, I like to think of it as building a mindfulness toolkit. So, you know, some days it might be really accessible for me to go outside and stand in the sun and um, be mindful that way. Other days, and I might be in front of a computer all day. So, you know, my mindfulness might be closing my eyes and giving myself a bit of rest. You know, my goal with this is to help people build a toolkit. Some things might speak to someone and the next you know, thing might not. And that's normal. And that's part of the mindfulness journey. So um, I just love getting to send those out every day. I love connecting with people. Um, sometimes people will text me back. And I just love that. It, You know, I think it's important to to surround myself with people who are, you know, working towards similar things that I am. And anyone listening that is interested in receiving your daily mindful minute, how can they subscribe? Yeah. So it's available right now in the U S and Canada, and they would just need to text 480-531-9810. If you text the word mindful, to that number, then you'll automatically be added to the list. And I will make sure that number is in the show notes. So anyone listening, you can go back into the show notes to find that number. And I also have your website, bfoxyfit.com. I have that link in the show notes as well. And if anyone wants to connect with you um, that way, and also on Instagram, you are extremely active on Instagram. And what is your handle on Instagram? My handle is Dr. Foxy Fit. So that's D-R-F-O-X-Y-F-I-T. And I post a lot of short mindfulness exercises, um, movement, 
like, you know, tips for low back discomfort, things like that. Yeah. You have a great Instagram. I love following you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate so, that. Uh, anything else you have coming up down the pipeline? I know you do challenges quite frequently on Instagram. Um, any other things you have coming in the works? I just finished the launch of a free program. It's called Mindful Movement 101. So, Love you know, it. people always say, you know, what is mindful movement? And, um, you know, I can try to explain it in a short period, but I decided to put together um, a program that's posted on my website. So you can just go to my website to sign up. And it's about five to 10 minutes a day for five days. And each day we tackle a different mindfulness exercise. So there's a guided meditation on day one. There's a guided seated movement flow on day two. There's a, um, a guided something on day three. I can't remember <laughs> what day three is. <laughs> I day feel four ya. is another movement flow. And day five is a guided journal exercise. Love it. Love yeah. it. Well, Mallory, thank you so much for being here today and being my guest. I always love the opportunity to connect with you. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, I'm just always so grateful to get to connect with people who are interested in well-being yeah. and mindfulness. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Amy Zellmer. And consider leaving a five-star review of this podcast wherever you're listening to help others who are also on their own wellness journey to discover this podcast. Have a great day, everyone. And I will see you in the next episode.